Tuna Boot. Hello! Welcome back to Tuna Boot, the boot that you can tune Tuna Boot. This is Jim doing another solo episode and I do promise it's going to be better than my last two solo efforts. The main reason being that I'm recording this the night before they're due to go out, before the episode's due to go up, rather than half an hour before or even like a couple of hours after it's supposed to go up, just hastily recording something. I'm going to I'm going to give it time, and you know what? When I inevitably hit it with some honking patter, instead of just collapsing in on myself and, you know, wanting to jump out the window, I'm just going to go, you know what? Either keep going, or I'll record the whole thing again if it truly is that bad. So that is my New Year's, one of my New Year's resolutions to you, is to do better solo content and I don't know. I don't know if you can if we can improve on the tune about format. I think it's it's went from strength to strength. I haven't listened to the last four episode three episodes. I haven't been involved in at all. Dougal's done some stuff and he's edited things together. Well done, Dougal. And you might think one of my New Year's resolutions would be to listen to the episodes I'm not involved in, but I'm not committing myself to anything. <laughs> I'm not committing myself to that just yet. One of my main New Year's resolutions is to go to the cinema more. <laughs> I still haven't seen Parasite. It came out like just about two years ago now. Still haven't seen it. I haven't seen Parasite. I can't think of any others, any other big ones at the moment, but I've been letting the side down. So that's my New Year's resolution. I hope you guys are keeping up to yours. One of yours should be, one of your New Year's resolutions should be to like, subscribe, Follow us on Facebook, which is just at Tuna Boot. Follow us on Instagram, which is at RealTuna underscore Boot. Uh, if you want to give us an email, it's MrTunaBoot at gmail.com. There is, we did get one email, which I haven't pulled up. I might, if, if I'm flagging, I'll pull that up and I'll read that for you. We did get one. Again, I don't know what's been mentioned previously. Even I might have even read it out before, I just not remember. Absolutely no idea whatsoever. But yeah, if you can do that and tell your friends and all that sort of stuff, that would be great. But also at the same time, no obligation whatsoever. And so what is it I'm here to talk about today? Well, I had an idea for an episode that we could all do together. We could still all do it together, the three of us. But basically it's going to be called Potentially Ostracising Opinions. And basically what this means is it's mostly based on popular culture. Who's kin who? Because I don't know anything about anything else. It's going to be opinions that you have that you're not necessarily embarrassed about, but when you try and like, describe them, you're met with immediate backlash. And when I when I when I go through my first potentially ostracizing opinion, ostrac- my first potentially ostracizing opinion, I think you'll understand what I mean. And um, so I've I've intended to compile quite a lot of these. I haven't got as many as I would like, but other things might come up in the meantime. And I've also got, I've always got that email. Always got that email. And, um, but you know, again, who's kidding who? If it doesn't, if we don't get to the requisite requisite 30 minutes, who's really bothering? But you know where to complain. I'm giving you the links. So, 
again, I already fe- I already felt the patter starting to subside there. But I think that was my problem in the previous two. I kept focusing on it. You know, you can't be self-referential and self-deprecating all the time. You need to be whatever the opposite of deprecating is sometimes. Otherwise, you know, you start to realise what you're doing and then as soon as you realise that, you're fucked. I don't know how people on radio do it. I really did a radio production course once. I'm starting to drift already. It's fine. almost did radio production in Cornwall. Fun fact for you there, just <laughs> throwing that in. Alright, so, potentially ostracising opinion, number one, and it's a biggie. It's a big one. So this is about a, a musician. I suppose you could call him a com- comedy musician, but he's... I, was, I don't know. Actually, let's, I'll, I'll look it up first, just so I can give him his proper title. You may already be able to guess who it is. Someone who is beloved by, by millions... American stand-up comedian, actor, singer, musician, and filmmaker. Of course, he is a filmmaker. And YouTube star. With over 529 million views as of November 2021. I thought it would be more than that. Okay, so... The artist in question is Bo Burnham. Now, one of our very own Chinabutists, Liam, is a massive Bo Burnham fan. And if you don't, if if you're one of the few people who don't know who Bo Burnham is, I mean, to just say he just does comedy songs is probably a bit of an insult. He's a, well, I read I read his resume out, but a lot of his stand up and a lot of his comedy comes around. It's focused on music and musical, music and musical songs. Both not, <laughs> and um, anyway, he's he's absolutely beloved, and I have to start this potentially ostracising opinion by saying I am not in any way suggesting that he is not an insanely talented guy because I know he is I'm not going to say that he's bad I'm not going to say that you know that I think his work is shit because I don't I know and believe truly that his work is really good okay and again talking to Liam here because he showed me his uh, Spotify do a thing where they do your top five artists no, you do the top five artists of the year that you've listened to and your top five songs. And I believe all five of his, or a lot of his, was all Bo Burnham related. Okay, so what I'm not trying to do here is say, you know, Bo Burnham's shit. Don't listen to him. He's overrated. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying he's perfectly rated. I'm, 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 I'm saying he deserves all accolades towards him. When I hear the film he made, eight, what is it, I think it's called Eighth Grade? can't remember. I hear that's really, really good and I'm looking forward to watching it. But the opinion is this. His songs annoy the shit out of me. That's it. That's it. That is the opinion. There's no one else here to gauge how big a reaction that got. It's still just me alone in a room. But, um, yeah, and I've tried to work out what it is that annoys me. And this, this goes all the way back to college, which would be... What, 2022, so like nine, nearly ten years ago now. And one of my colleagues, what do you call it when you're a student? One of my fellow students was massively into Bo Burnham. I think he'd had a special, a stand-up special, maybe two. By that point, he must have been on YouTube and all that. Um, he was a huge fan of him, and he kept showing me clips 
And I was just like, ah, don't get it, man. I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. And I, I felt weird because I felt like I was really alone in this. And it's grown and grown and grown and grown. And he just did his, well, I say he's just released his special inside. I think that was quite a while ago now. Um, thing he filmed over lockdown. I don't know when that came out. Anyway, it's not not particularly relevant. And so, every time he releases something like that, yeah, twenty twenty one that came out. You know, you hear about him again and again and again. And you, I just I hear a lot of excuse me, hear a lot of my close friends playing his music, and I can't stand it. <laughs> I wasn't going to be that harsh actually, because I thought, you know. There's, there's no need to be, and I, I, again, not saying he isn't super talented, because I believe he is, I know he is, and he seems like a lovely guy, and he deserves all the accolades coming to him. I, I truly believe that, okay? But it's, it's, it's the jauntiness. There's one of his tracks, which is called, is it called, Welcome? it's either called Welcome to the Internet, or something about the internet, and then there's a song called How the World Works, and there's a bit in it when the music stops and he turns and looks at the camera and he says something like, and the FBI killed Martin Luther King Jr. And then it starts again. And there's just, there's this, that one little bit there, that one little line is indicative of what I find grating about him. And I'm not saying he himself, I, get, I know I keep saying I'm not saying, although I'm saying it. <laughs> but I don't believe for a second he's a smug guy or that he's narcissistic or anything like that. Believe him to be a true artist who's doing great work and, you know, all that. And I'm sure my opinion means a great deal to him. But there's a, sm- there's a smugness about his performance style sometimes that just gets under my skin. So there's that. Again, I don't think he is smug, but there's that it's like that constant smiliness and then there's like his music's all it's all so jaunty and it's up here and hey everything's good oh here's a joke and I'm gonna carry on with this and it's just there's oh it just it, just, it hits me in this way it's kind of like um you know, hitting your funny bone a little bit just like kind of oh I don't know it just hits me in a wrong way and the thing is he seems to be universally Adored, and which is great, you know. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, I don't want to turn into one of those kind of guys who, who likes to tell other people what's good and what's bad and all that. Don't want to be that guy. Don't want to try and take the joy of Woburn away from anyone. But I find it very difficult to talk about this with other people because the second I do, you, you can feel the you can feel the fear. In the room, yeah, people are like, "What you don't you don't like him?" But like, it means so much to me. How could you not like it? And so I felt like Tuna Boot, a solo episode, was the best place where I could air that. You know, it's not like it's a huge deal either. It's not like people are knocking on my door and saying, "Here's a Bo Burnham video. You need to watch it." Nothing like that, obviously. But actually, I kind of. I thought this would make me feel good <laughs> unleashing this, but I would just feel like an arsehole. You know, because it's not that I just... You know, I can listen to one or two of his tunes and I'm like, right, that's fine. 
But then after a while, it's just oh, it really fucking gets on my tits. It really does, and as you start to wonder, is there something wrong with me? You know, I don't know. And the thing is, I don't. Sometimes with things like this, I like to delve deeper into it and maybe watch some of his stuff and work out what it is I don't like about him. But that's a it's quite a horrendous assignment to to give yourself, and again, won't benefit anyone. But yeah, so that's my first potentially ostracising opinion. Alright, so, one down. Um, and it's at this point that I've remembered that I haven't, I haven't sourced a sponsor this week. So, uh, I'll just have a wee check of the emails and see if I've had anything through. Oh, hold on, just wait a second. Yep, here we go. We've had an email here from Bianca's Moat Cleaners. It said, Hi all Chinaboot fans. If you fancy a 50% discount on your first moat cleaning with Bianca's Moats, please send Chinaboot an email at mrchinaboot at gmail.com use the promo code MOAT we get 50% off alright well there you go let's not dwell on that that was shit but I'm not recording it again let's keep moving so my second potentially ostracising opinion is, is, a, is a bit more severe Perhaps, I don't know, I think maybe because it hits home with me more, you know, not having never been a Bo Burnham fan and all that. You know, still felt uncomfortable a wee bit discussing this with certain people because you're met with derision. But this next one, this next one's a bit of a biggie. Excuse me. And uh, I'll do it quickly. Basically, David Bowie is shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Actually, I've got a friend of mine who does hate David Bowie's music. He's a drummer and he's, he's, he hates Bowie's music only because the drumming's not very good, he says. So not only just doesn't like David Bowie, has said on more than one occasion to a group of other people, I think David Bowie's shit. And see, he gets away with it and he feels no remorse whatsoever. So why do I, with having a very reasonable opinion that Bo Burnham's music... I find irritating to listen to. Why am I suddenly shit myself in only able to come out as an anti- <laughs> as a non Bo Burnham fan in a room by myself? Interesting, isn't it? Anyway, I I for one uh, can hear properly, and I do believe and know that Bowie was one of the greatest creative minds ever to walk the earth, let alone best musicians or songwriters or whatever and just in case you don't know um, David Bowie's Black Star album which was the last album he released in 2016 sorry two seconds just looking this up here it was the twenty. It was the 26th and final studio album by David Bowie sorry I'm just trying to work out uh, two seconds Ah, here it is. 
It was released on the 8th of January 2016, the day of Bowie's 69th birthday, and just two days before his death from liver cancer. So, I mean, that's all pretty incredible. What a way to go. Uh, all right, there's a quote here. I'd like my death to be as interesting as my life has been and will be. Which is pretty fucking cool. And, uh, of course, black star, meaning a dying star and all this sort of things. And, you know, with tracks like Lazarus and I'm not, I can't give it all away, I think is one of the other track names. It was. It's clear that he made this album while he knew he was dying. So, to go out like that and to not tell anyone that that's what was happening and to just go out like that, it's an integrity move and I, I'm not I'm not for a second trying to take that away. However, I can't give everything away. Yeah, that's what the last song is called. The last track on the album. So, not trying to take anything away from him. Again, wouldn't dream of it. But I fucking hate that album. <laughs> so much. Well, so much is perhaps a bit strong. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but the actual song, Black Star, which is ten minutes long, it's just so... It's just not fun to listen to, to me. And, you know, again, I feel like... I, I haven't achieved anything close to even half of the creative potential that song has... So I don't feel adequately equipped to be able to judge it or him in any way, but yet still, it's, I just think it's, it sounds fucking terrible. I remember when it came out, I was so well, I wasn't excited. I don't think I knew the album had came out. I think I'd heard of him dying first before I knew the album had come out. So it was all kind of swept up in it, and um, I was very excited to listen to it, and. I remember thinking, oh, this is the first time I listened to it. I was like, oh, this is great. This is like, you know, this is like him leaving a mystery after he's died. Isn't this great? And then I saw the video, and I've got to admit, and cinematically, aesthetically, the the, the video looks amazing. There's some shots in that. I think it's particularly there's one with a sp- is there a spaceman, sort of passed out on this June, and I was like, wow. Well, I mean, that looks fucking incredible. But then there's people dancing and fidgeting and jumping about and Bowie's got a thing taped around his head. And I was listening to it and then listening to the song and I was struck, I was struck with an opinion. <laughs> Not an ostracising one, perhaps, but I was struck with the opinion that if this was anyone else other than David Bowie producing this and if it didn't have such resonance and such meaning because of when it was released... No one would like it. Well, not no one people would like it, but I don't think it would have got anywhere near the the kind of praise that it did. Now, I have to make it clear again at this juncture that I'm not for a second saying he wasn't a genius and I'm not for a second saying that the album isn't good. I'm just saying personally, I don't like it. <laughs> that, is, that is the opinion. That is it. And... Again, don't want to be one of those guys that like thinks oh everything's shit unless it's you know unless it's Led Zeppelin it's shit or anything like that. No, I'm not with Led Zeppelin either, by the way, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, I don't want. I also I don't like 
slagging things off that people love. I don't. I used to get a buzz for that when I was in my teenage years. I used to love doing that and like slagging off pop music and stuff like that. But now, at my ripe old age of twenty eight, I feel like I've matured a little bit. It doesn't give me as much pleasure to say things are shit, just because I don't like them. So it's not. I want to assure you, I'm not that. I'm not being that kind of dude, right? But yeah, I don't like the Bowie back the Bowie Blackstar album. Don't like it as an album, as a as a sort of final postcard to all his fans and stuff like that. It's quite. It's cool. It's a, an amazing way to do it, and it's, it seems so fitting that someone that loomed so large in all their lives would would go out like that. I think he knew who he was, and that's an. That's important. And uh, it does raise some quite interesting ideas about, you know, how do you how you choose to go out? Does it you know, does it give your life any more meaning the way you choose to go out? Maybe. Maybe not. But the album's shit. <laughs> it's a bag of shite. Alright, moving on. To potentially ostracising opinion number three and this one I don't feel so bad about um, and again what to reiterate don't want to ruin anyone's fun don't want to be that guy but uh, I am fucking done with the Marvel movies no he didn't he didn't just go there yes I did I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home at the start of the year first film I saw in a cinema this year I've seen two films already, and it's the tenth. That and Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza, better. A grower. It's a grower of a film. Anyway, we're here to talk about Marvel. And, um, yeah, I'm done with it. I'm just so done. And the reason why is because Spider-Man Far From... uh, Sorry, No Way Home was one of the more enjoyable of the Marvel films. I think Tom Holland is a phenomenal uh, screen presence. He's a great actor. There's some really emotional scenes he had to hit in that film, and I think he hit them fucking brilliant. They won't spoil anything, obviously. Um, and they did a lot of cool and interesting stuff with it, and there were some funny bits and all that. But I just, after it finished, I just felt like I had seen this film about 20 times before. And I, can't, I genuinely can't differentiate between most of the Marvel films. I suppose... Ragnarok is probably my favourite because, you know, I think Taika Waititi's personality bleeds into it and it's a bit more funny and things like that. But even with that, it's still you know, a film that has, you know, has a setup, has so many characters, but not all of them. They have to go to a place, find a person, help a person, do a thing. They'll fall out. Before the end of Act 2 and then Act 3 they'll get back together again. There'll be a fight at the end. Dun, dun, dun. And it's over. And I just honestly feel like I can't be fucking arsed anymore. And I'm, I'm kind of sick of pretending to maintain any sort of enthusiasm towards it. Because I don't I don't want to be that guy, as I'm saying. So all Marvel movies are shit. I'm not, I don't think they are shit. And I wouldn't go as far as to say that they're not films. Like Scorsese said, but I do I one hundred percent get his opinion. They're not films, you know. They're they're movies. They're you know 
Maybe, nah, actually, yeah, fuck it, I do agree with them. They are basically like theme park rides. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've just had enough. And the problem is, part of Becky, she loves them, and all her pals love them, and Dougal and Liam love them. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like I, I pretend that I'm mute and deaf as soon as like, any Marvel film comes up. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I'll just, I'll just ride this conversation out. I'm just fucking sick of it. And even the most interesting, uh, aesthetically and narratively, like the more interesting or dynamic ones are still fucking boring. <laughs> just they all look the same, feel the same. I'm not saying that there isn't a, you know, a great deal of creative effort going into them because of course there are there are but the amount of money they cost you just think how many you know kind of lower budget more interesting films could be made but you know it's a business like anything else and uh, again one guy talking to himself in a room isn't isn't going to change that but the reason I want to bring that that up here is because I just I just want the opportunity to say fuck all those movies, man. Like, you know, the first Iron Man was good. Second Iron Man, it wasn't. Even with Sam Rockwell in it. Third Iron Man was good. Third Iron Man was good. Ragnarok's good. Even the first Thor was actually quite good. It was funny. And then, I don't know, maybe past phase one. Maybe after the first Avengers movie. And that was fun. Okay, I will say I enjoyed the first Avengers movie. It was fun. It was a novelty, but it, I think it's just collapsing under its own weight now. And I mean, how many times can they save the world? And they can turn back time, and there's there's no jeopardy to it, you know. And there's there's going to be another three Spider-Man films, if I'm not mistaken, with Tom Holland. And I think well, if there's another three of them, then it doesn't matter what happens in the next one. It doesn't matter what happens in the second one. You know, there's there's no urgency. There's no you know sense of you know, real, there's no real sense of actual repercussions, you know, and I'm kind of remembering when Casino Royale came out, the James Bond film, that was a film about James Bond, with James Bond in it, <laughs> no, it was um, Honking Potter, keep it going, it was, oh, it was essentially a James Bond film, it didn't stop being one, but, and, and even though you knew that he was going to survive, Casino Royale, you know, I mean, you never thought, oh, he's actually going to die, but what you felt through the kind of tactile nature of the viol- the, the violence of the action, is that you felt a sense of grit, of pain, of actual, like, response to what's happening, if you know what I mean, you felt the threat, you felt in there, whereas with all the Marvel movies, it just... You know, not that they're completely clean and polished, like nobody gets hurt or nobody dies or nobody gets their face kicked in and stuff like that. They do. You know, you see the, you know, the one the token scar on on the cheek and things like that. We have a black eye or something. Maybe it's a cut along the forehead. You see all that. I mean, maybe I just want to see all their faces fucking kicked in. <laughs> That's what they need. That's what they need in the next Marvel film. Let's just get all of them, just get their fucking heads kicked in. <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
kind of lost track of my opinion. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm definitely not alone in that. And again, I think the Marvel movies are so big and people love them so much that there's, I don't think anyone's going to get offended by me saying I don't like them. But I just want to say right here and now, I, I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm done. And I think I'm, I'm going to see Thor Love and Thunder because that's Taika Waititi. And I love him. And his work. So I'll go see that. But I think... I think I'm done. And I just hope that the fans of this show... You know... I just hope you can forgive me. Hope you can continue to listen. And... uh, Yeah, there you go. 2840. Wow. Right, uh, I've got another two... But another two, but I can't be arsed, and I'm not that good. Right, okay, that's us. We are done. What was it? Fucking B- Bianca's moat cleaning. All right, well, moat cleaning. There could have been something funny in that. If only I thought to write it beforehand. Um, all right, well, I hope you enjoyed, guys. Uh, <laughs> hope this didn't sound like a comedian dying on his arse. <laughs> like someone said, my uh, one of my solos sounded like... Um, and if you've got any opinions of your own about me about how much of a dick you think I am or how I'm not willing to be or I'm not capable of being a, a, a seriously taken podcaster you let me know more than happy to listen um, but yeah thanks very much guys happy new year and uh, hope to hope to see you again in the next episode with all of us back together hopefully but if not Fine. All right. Um, yeah, chill a bit. Bye. Fucking nailed it, Jim. Fucking nailed it. Chill a bit. Skish, skish, <laughs> belish, motherfuckers. <laughs>